0: Coming up on today's Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, Trent Condon, LaShawn Daniels breaking down the matchup against the Illini. Illinois comes in playing good football. What can Iowa do to combat not just that good offense, but a great defense? We'll talk about that. I got to ask LaShawn's weightlifting records. I saw him last weekend, and his name's still up there. We'll talk about that, and we'll wrap it up with our picks brought to you by Bet Online. All brought to you uh, here today. This is the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Are Locked on Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. He's LaShawn Daniels. I'm Trent Condit, and this is the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Thank you for making Locked On Hawkeyes your first listen each and every day, available wherever you get podcasts. And also, you can see us on YouTube. Just search Locked On Hawkeyes. And while you're there, if you can, hit that subscribe button. We greatly appreciate it. Today's episode is brought to you by Underdog. Sign up on underdogfantasy.com with the promo code On and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's Underdog. Fantasy.com. LaShawn, good to see you again. And uh, we get started here on a football Friday. I am on remote for my radio show, so I'm at a sports bar. You're getting ready for high school football tonight. It goes quick every single year, and it's going to go quick for the Hawkeyes. After the game tomorrow against Illinois, they're already going to be halfway through the season. And also in the importance, not just hitting that halfway point, but the bye week here it's important for Iowa maybe to get bowl eligibility to get this game. It's important because you have the bye week it's, there's a lot of things that are, makes it very easy for the Hawkeyes to be circling this game this week.
1: Yeah, uh, I agree. I mean, as, as the season goes on and if you're doing good, as you expect, right from the Hawkeyes, right. Every single week, the games get more and more important than the week prior, right. More things are at stake, right. Um, especially if you want to stay alive in the big 10 um west race as well as obviously getting bowl eligible and um, you know getting those rewards right for the hard work at the end of the season right and um this week is no different right especially having the bye week um after right like this week is going to be very very important for for our guys honestly to go out there and play a strong football game on saturday right i'm um, really all faces because you you don't want to go into the bye week with the bad taste in your mouth whether it come from really obviously from losing right you definitely don't want to have that because now you got to sit with that for the next couple of weeks right and um it makes for that bye week to be a lot more stressful because now it's like okay like we really got to start pressing now right if you want to stay alive right if you want to you know get bo- to bowl eligibility and all those different things right um so then you also want to make sure that you go out and you obviously play well right in all phases right you want to be able to have some good positive momentum um from this week that you can take and continue to build on for the rest of the season right like again the last half of the season is not going to be any slouch by any um you know imagination so Uh, it's going to be very, very important for our guys to go out there and play strong on Saturday and come out really with some positive momentum and by playing well, especially offensively. So, again, we can continue to carry that through the bye week, right, get that developmental period right for the young guys through the bye week. And then so when we come back, right, everyone's ready to rock and roll.
0: All right, LaShawn, I want to uh, go this direction with you. I I rewatched the Wisconsin-Illinois game, and – One thing that stood out to me, first of all, is just seeing the sheer number of guys defensively for Illinois that are up there towards the line of scrimmage, even if they don't have everybody in the box. I mean, their cornerbacks are playing press, and they got the safeties up in the box, and they just have numbers on numbers on numbers here. They run blitz on top of it. So two-part question here. When you're seeing a team that is going to be playing press, obviously, you got to be able to throw the football past them and up the field. But Run blitzing, how difficult that is for the Iowa zone concept to, to be able to go out there. What does Iowa have to do to get any semblance of a ground game? Something Wisconsin couldn't do a week ago against the Illini
1: Yeah. So obviously, like for starters, right? Illinois wants to play football in a phone booth, right? Especially defensively, right? We we've seen it um from them since uh you know illinois has been the coach, right? Um, we've seen that, honestly, throughout his entire coaching tenure, uh, you know, all the schools. Right. That's how they want to play. Right. They want to play you tight. Right. They want to stuff the box. Right. They want to force you to essentially try to beat you, um, you know, through the passing game and, and uh, create explosive plays that way. Right. They're not going to let you um, have it in the run game. Right. So when you look at that as an offense, you're like, OK, obviously, we have to make sure that we are on point on our assignments as well as our fundamentals, because there's going to be so many different guys and there's so many different things that are going to be happening in front of you, right? We have to make sure that we are playing together um, collectively as a unit, right? And obviously it's going to start up front with the offensive line, right? They're going to have to make sure that they are in sync. They are getting the the checks from the quarterback, right? If those checks end up being made, because again, a big piece of combating, you know, a bunch of guys in the is making sure that we're running it to the proper side, right? Because again, a big piece in the run game is making sure that you have positive numbers to the side that you're running. Because again, if you have positive numbers, right, you have, you're either even or you have one more um, blocker than they have a defender, right? Um, when you just look at that, right, it just makes it simple enough, right? As long as everyone stays on their blocks, right, you're going to have a positive, positive run play. So that's going to be very, very important. Um, for, for our guys, right? So they're going to have to make sure that the communication is good and everyone's playing together, um, synced up. And the thing is, right, when teams do play close like that and you can actually pick up those pick up those guys and you can get to the right spots, right, it allows for explosive play. So um, it's going to be very, very important for the line to play as collective as a unit. And then it's also going to be important for um, Spencer to make sure that he's getting the offense in the right play as well as the running backs keeping – their eyes disciplined, right? To make sure that they're putting their eyes on the right read, right? They don't start, um, you know, taking their eyes and looking at all the different things and that's happening, you know, throughout the play, making sure that they have their eyes on where their read is and then happen to feeling, feel everything else, right? To make sure that, hey, we get positive yards, right? We stay ahead of the chains because that's going to be very, very important in a game like this because it's going to make it much easier for us when we get in those third down situations, right? As long as we're in a third and medium third and short versus trying to play from behind the chains and then not wearing a third and long trying to convert so i know i kind of rambled on a bunch right there but uh to keep it uh concise right and to sum it all up it's really just hey make sure that everyone's playing together as a unit um offensively from the O line to quarterback tight ends and running back right and then you know obviously just trying to take advantage of those opportunities um when they when we do get them to create those explosive plays
0: nola sean I, I thought that was a really good breakdown of everything and, and everything we saw there and understanding the importance of spencer being in the right spot being able to read things right and and this is a, a spot where this is an advantage, at least having a veteran quarterback out there, that he's gonna be able to read it and be able to see those kind of things. So uh that's a really good breakdown. It's a scary matchup. Later on we're gonna make our picks. But when we come back on the other side, I'm gonna talk to LaShawn. So Last week, we saw, of course, Big Noon kickoff was there. Big E was in town, the former champion of the WWE. Now, I haven't watched pro wrestling in 30 years, but I certainly know who he is at his days in Iowa City. We'll talk about that because LaShawn's name popped up on a picture that Big E had. That's as we continue here, plus our picks brought to you by Bet Online. This is the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. This episode. So brought to you by see the easiest place to spice up season as we get going here about halfway through this In still a chance for you to get involved in go to the underdog website. Take a look around. They have so many different things that you can do. Pick them contests, identifying big players, what they're going to do over under passing yards, rushing yards, whatever it is. Certainly for me this week, I'm looking at the under on the Iowa on the betting side of things. I see that team total at 16 and a half. Unless the defense uh, puts a couple scores up, that might be difficult to do. Well, you can go to Underdog Fantasy, play around with all that. Available in over 30 states. You can also pick between two and five players across any team, not just your team, and decide who's going to finish with a higher number. Sign up with promo code On, All one word, Locked On, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Deposit $100, get $100 free. Go to underdogfantasy.com. Or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or Google Play. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code Locked On. Get in on college football pick'em action starting today. LaShawn Daniels, Trent Condon, back with you here on the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. All right, so we see Biggie in town last week. He was doing everything at the stadium, watching the game. He was on the big screen a couple of times. Uh, and it was—he's a fun guy, right? So Biggie, when you were there. He had already graduated. He already moved on. He was starting as a professional wrestler, but I don't believe he'd been a champion. Did he ever come around the program at all? Was it ever a conversation where there are guys in the locker room saying, Hey, I want to be like Biggie. I want to be like Etor. I want to go out there and I'm going to be a pro wrestler too. Did you guys have any stuff like that?
1: (laughs) Um, So Biggie did come around a couple of times. right? I think I met him maybe once or twice. right? He's been around a couple of times. Um, And... Uh, I see. I know George Kittle loves pro wrestling. Um, another guy who loved it as well was a guy named Steve Manders. He was on the team uh, right. when I was there. And then he he got into pro wrestling as well. Right. And um, you see, Big E was a big, big inspiration for him. So, yeah, it was definitely something that got talked about uh, probably more than I honestly expected, to be honest. So, uh, yeah, it, it is definitely you know, pretty cool, uh, you know, seeing a former former Hawkeye, right, going out there and uh, being WWE. Like, that's pretty, that's pretty sick.
0: Really cool. Seems like a really fun-loving guy. I mean, an easy guy. He's got the personality that goes along with it. But he's taking pictures all around the football complex. And this one jumped off to me because he's pointing. He still has, for defensive tackle, he still has the bench press record. You look at the dude, no surprise. He was a weightlifting warrior even before he arrived on campus. But then I see it at the running back spot, 2016 L Daniels, 418 pounds on the best bench press. Nobody's beat you since. You've got you the record now for six years, but take us through that a little bit. First of all, do you remember who you're chasing on the leaderboard? Who was the guy that had the record before you at running back?
1: Oh, I'm trying to think. I don't even, I don't even remember. I honestly do not remember who was up there beforehand. Uh, an it was we know it. Sure it, was an it wasn't
0: Akram. It wasn't Russell, I'm going to guess. <laughs>
1: No, it wasn't those guys. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't know. uh, Whoever has a squat record on there, I think might have had the bench before.
0: Well, Um, did did Wiseman have it?
1: Oh, it could have been Wiseman. Wiseman's another
0: possible name. He doesn't count. He wasn't a real running back. He was a fullback. That shouldn't even count. (laughs) Sorry, Mark. I mean, let's let's be honest here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Mark, that's my guy. That's my guy. Uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mark was crazy strong, too um but i mean like seeing those like you always like you always see those like when you're walking to like the weight room and stuff i mean when you're walking like towards the weight room throughout the complex and uh like especially like during the off season um i see there's nothing like obviously the football season is so far away so you're like okay let's try to see if we can obviously you want to get better right you want to get better maxes and stuff but like i was always like pretty strong and relatively fast right where like I was close enough to break a bunch of records. So I always tried to push for for some records. Like I think at one point, I think I had three, I held three. I had the bench press record. I had the 10 yard dash record and I had the short shuttle record. Like I had three at one point. I Ooh, think that's impressive. My, uh, I might just be down to the bench though. Now um, I'd have to, I'd have to check, but yeah, I had, I had a bunch of records. Um, Cause I mean, I, I did enjoy, I enjoyed the strength conditioning part. I mean, it was the, I see, like during the off season, it was the only thing you really got to really look forward to because, like, obviously, a lot of time was spent in class, which obviously I wasn't the biggest fan of, of classwork and schoolwork in general. So, um, you know, when you know I got to get in the weight room and uh, get on the field and get running around, like, that was always pretty fun stuff.
0: I believe the only record I hold in Iowa City is most beers drank, and and that's uh, that's one that everybody's shooting for maybe every single week. And I, no record certainly for me, and definitely done on the bench press. But I, that, I just thought that was really cool, a shot I want to give you a little bit of a shout out there, and a great ambassador for the university. Certainly, what we saw last week with Big E. Wrap things up here. We're going to make our picks presented by Bet Online. We will break things down five games again this week. I got a little bit of a lead, a little bit of breathing room now against LaShawn. Of course, we'll pick the Hawkeye game against Illinois as Iowa currently is a three and a half point underdog. That's as we continue here. This is the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Trent Condon, LaShawn Daniels, back with you one final time here on a football Friday and gearing up for the football weekend. We got Big Ten football tonight, Nebraska Rutgers. It doesn't feel really like a Big Ten game, but it's at least football tonight. What do we got? San Jose State, they're taking on, oh, who was that? Oh, UNLV. I'll be able to watch that one after I get done with my high school football duties. You'll be able to do the same tonight. But, of course, we're getting into Saturday. A different slate this week. You know, We don't have maybe those headline matchups. For God's sakes, game day is at Kansas this weekend. I mean, it just shows you just how goofy already the season has been. But, LaShawn, a, a different slate. And a lot of times, these are the weeks that you get some of those weird things happening. You get some of those monster upsets. You get games you never anticipate were going to be good, end up being good. I There's a certain part of me that maybe even likes these weekends a little bit more than when you have three, four, five big-time matchups just because it feels like goofy things can happen.
1: Yeah, yeah, like weekends like this is definitely like these are like you know your true calls football weekends, right? Where it's like, you know, you're just expecting kind of like a low-key, kind of like a chill Saturday, and then next thing you know, like one game's like really, really close, right? And then uh, you know, upset happens, right? And then um, you know, a team that you didn't really expect to like really, you know, do anything spectacular ends up having a great day on Saturday, and you're like, whoa, like that team actually has potential to be, you know, maybe a contender, right? Like, so these weekends like this are, are can be very, very entertaining, or they can be very, very slow, right? And it's just like, all right, it's going to be, it's, it looks like it's going to be a nap kind of Saturday. So um, you never know really what you're going to get on football weekends like this. You start
0: to get old like me, LaShawn. They're they're both watch the games and also maybe get a nap in if you can. You you have both of them when you get to that point. Let's get into our picks. We got five of them this week presented by Bet Online. We kick things off in the Big Ten. I'm intrigued by this matchup coming up this weekend. It's Maryland playing host uh, to the Purdue Boilermakers. Of course, Purdue had that huge win last week going and getting the win against Minnesota. Maryland played well against Michigan, dominated Michigan State last week. Loxley it looks like there's a little bit more than just being a recruiter. He's got a real football team here. I'm gonna lay the points. Give me the Terrapins minus the three.
1: Uh that's not a bad pick. It's not a bad pick. I mean, Maryland again, they've looked they looked pretty good all year, right? I mean, obviously they played um, you know, tough, tough Michigan team um, you know, a couple weeks back, right? Played them um close, right? Really to to the end of the wire. And uh I feel like Obviously, offensively, they, they do a fantastic job, right? They're able to put up points, right? And I don't think that's going to be any different this, this Saturday. But, you know, Purdue obviously came off a really, really strong week last week, right? And um, obviously, I feel like they're continuing to roll offensively. And obviously, they've had a couple blips blimps in the radar, right? Their defense really isn't where it needs to be um, to really be a true kind of contender. Um, but... All that said, I do think that they come out strong tomorrow and, um, you know, they do uh, cover and get those points. So I'm taking Purdue.
0: I'm going to go with Purdue. We're on opposite sides. Pick number one. Mention game day is there. Kansas playing host to TCU. TCU so impressive last week against Oklahoma. Kansas, they're doing it with smoke and mirrors. And last week, three missed field goals by Iowa State. Certainly not shedding a tear about that one. I think though the Cinderella story comes to an end here. I got TCU big.
1: I'm right there. I'm with you on that yeah. one. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm going with TCU. Obviously, Kansas has been fun to watch uh, this year, right? Obviously, you know they're they're really they're get, get, turning the program around, right? And um, you know you really love to see that. Uh, but yeah, I feel like that is going to end. Uh, this week, right? But I think they'll still continue to have a strong year. But, yeah, TCU has looked really, really good this year, and I don't see that stopping on Saturday.
0: One of the favorite college football events that I've ever been to, I've been to every Big Ten Stadium except for the newbies. I've been to tons of bowl games following the Hawkeyes, but it was 2009. I made the trek down to Alabama to watch Alabama-Tennessee. It is a huge rivalry matchup, third Saturday in October. Well, that's what Tennessee has up next. I think this is a huge look-ahead spot. That Tennessee program—they're good. Hendon Hooker is an absolute stud. They can move the football, but in a weird spot against LSU. I think this is a look-ahead here. I'm going to grab the points with LSU, and it's still going to be a big game the following week with Tennessee, Alabama, but not as big. LSU plus the two and a half—I got them outright this weekend.
1: Ooh, that's a this is this is a tough game. This is this is going to be a super possibly the best game this weekend right i mean we gotta think of really really good tennessee team lsu has at times i looked very strong and then at other times looked like uh like what are we doing over here right um i see lsu at home it's not it's not easy to go down there and, and beat the tigers at home um and obviously if you do you gotta have a pretty good football team and i think tennessee does actually have a pretty good football team this year so I'm actually gonna take Tennessee on this one, right? I mean, I gotta, I gotta catch up in the, uh, you know, the game somehow. So uh, I feel I'm feeling um, pretty well about Tennessee right now.
0: They're the better team, and another advantage you have. This is an 11 a.m. kickoff. This is not mm-hmm. a night game at LSU, and and there's a yeah. big difference between the environments for those two. Before we get to Iowa, Illinois, our final national game. I'm looking forward to this one. UCLA watched them Friday night in their win against Washington. They held on for the 40-32 win. You got Dorian Thompson-Robinson. He is excellent out there. Chip Kelly has finally got the program at the place that people thought maybe he'd be a little bit earlier. I still have concerns about their defense. and Physicality, when that's a question, Utah is the last team you want to play in the Pac-12. I think Utah continues to bounce back after that opening season loss against Florida. I will lay the 3.5 with the Utes
1: yeah um i have like i've liked utah honestly for a while like I, I think that's a really really good uh football program and that's what doing, our
0: offense should look like
1: honestly yes like i mean yeah. they've been doing a great job right like they're not like they're able to run the ball consistently and they're able to obviously make plays right in the passing game like when they need them, right like they're not airing it out anything crazy right but they are able to drop back right they're able to get the football in their playmaker's hands, and i really really like the things that uh, Utah has been doing really over the past several seasons, right? And the UCLA, they're they're a little bit more exciting, right? Offensively, right? They're a blast to watch. I said quarterback is is a guy, right? Like he's a fantastic football player, um, to watch. Um, but all that said, yeah, I'm I, I like Utah. I think their defense is is gonna play well uh, on Saturday, right? And if obviously if Utah if UCLA if they're not able to put up points. Right, like they're going to be put in a pretty, pretty tough spot to win a football game. So I feel feeling pretty strongly about about Utah this week.
0: All right, final game of the week. It is Iowa, a three and a half point underdog, going to Champaign Urbana and that crappy stadium over there with those crappy fans. So I got a story for you, Lashawn. First time I went over the game, it was two thousand four. Walking out of the stadium, Iowa absolutely clubbed them that year. It was a super windy day. It was freezing. Their stadium was a dump. We had tailgated all day. Walking out of the stadium, though, and this group of frat guys starts howling to be in my group of guys and telling us to go back to our farms. And I finally had heard enough, and I turned around, and I pointed right behind this moron, and I said, hey, idiot. Look, you have a silo on your campus right behind you. Stop talking to us about farms. It's just unbelievable. <laughs> uh, Illinois, what a bunch of nerds those guys are. I had seen enough. Iowa got the win here. I don't know if I was going to get the win here. What do you got Iowa getting three in the hook against the Illini? Uh,
1: um, so I know everyone, like social media-wise, still didn't think Iowa did enough, right, last week, offensively. Like They were just like, yeah, they didn't do anything, you know, positive, right? And um, you could look at it that way, but I honestly didn't, right? I mean, I felt like there's been times even in garbage time where, you know, we've looked bad, right, and last week wasn't those weeks, right, where it's like, okay, like we're actually, you know, making some plays. Obviously, there are some opportunities that were missed, but I feel like, again, it's slow progress, but the offense is getting better every single week. Right, whether you want to admit it or not, right? You mean they've obviously gone from last in FBS to like second to last, which hey, progress is progress, no matter how you look at it, right? And I feel like that's going to continue um, this week. And I mean, I want to I, I want to walk with my guys, right? I feel like they're, we're going to bounce back after you know a tough game last week, right? They're they're going to want to obviously head into the bye week on on a strong note and. I see Illinois. I mean, I was had Illinois number for for a while, and I feel like that's gonna continue for us for us this week. And I'm really anticipating everyone playing playing well, especially the defense is gonna bounce back quite a bit as well this week as well. So rocking with the Hawks.
0: Rocking with the Hawks. I hate to say it, I'm in Illinois again. Uh the, my favorite bet of the week though is the Iowa team total right now, is available at Hawkeye 16 and a half. <laughs> unless the defense scores. I don't see it. Could I see us grinding out a 13-10 win? Absolutely. And I would think the defense is going to play better. And And they're manhandled, their manhood was challenged a little bit after you know, second and three, seemingly every time for Michigan. I think they're going to play well. I just don't see how this offense is going to score. And if it doesn't happen, at that level i love the team total i'm gonna to grab all illinois ultimately though and uh well this week certainly we definitely hope that you're right and you got the right <laughs> side on this one LaShawn, have a great weekend enjoy the football viewing good luck to your high school team out there uh tonight on the football field we'll talk to you again next week
1: yes sir sounds good Go Hawks.
0: go hawks